The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. And we're back with another episode of the Dropback Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis, and as ever, joined down the line by Joe Costanzo. Me and you for eternity, Slew. That's the way it was always meant to be. Yeah, or until Matt can't find anything better to do. Yeah, pretty much. That's right, Matt. He's broken his streak, though. He's broken the streak. One week is not a streak. No, he had two weeks consistently where he didn't come in and, and the Dolphins won. Um, oh, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and now, and now he's he's gone. It's it's uh, it's he's just not in. It's just he's just disappeared off the face of the earth. What? So you think he planned to not be able to do it this week in the hopes that the Dolphins would be able to win? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he fully fully planned that. I think he was. We go with that cynical a, approach. I think he was hoping for a, a cheeky late late uh, late in the season playoff push. That would have been a true underdog story, though. Imagine if they'd actually made the playoffs. Yeah, that would be that would be the stuff of legends. Like they would make films about it. They actually would. It would be a film in like twenty years. Well, maybe ten, maybe even less. <laughs> You're just going to make that film anyway. Or at least um, a very good season of All or Nothing. That would have been good if they had been the All or Nothing team. It might still might. All right, so before we do get to the NFL games, um, week four now of the Uniball season, and mm. congratulations to UEA Pirates with their first ever Premier League win. 24 nothing over last season's finalists, Hertfordshire Hurricanes, and that's now five losses on the bounce for Hertfordshire, including the final loss last year. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, if we're, if we're including that. I thought you were just saying, you know, like 0-5. I was like, I don't know. I think you know how weeks work, Slew. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, just, it's a surprising one. It's a surprising start to the season for sure, considering they came into the season with so much hype around them, given where they were last year. But I, it's, it's... I thought UEA might might be a team coming in with like an 0-2 record into this, that they might have a team to you know, contend with or at least score some points this week. And I'm not being harsh here. They just haven't scored any points at all. They this scored last week. Oh, shit. Yeah, good point. Well made. But other than but that... But not as many as they conceded. I, I, Let's go I, with that. I wasn't being literal, you know. I was just being, you know... You said, the, you, you said the words, literally haven't scored any points. That That's all subjective, Slew. It's I not subjective. We're recording it. Nah, this is all this is all subjective. Well, it is by the time I edit that bit out. see. <laughs> okay, the other team kicking off their campaign. Technically already played a game, but had to forfeit due to suspensions. Coventry Uni Jets, not how they wanted their first ever Premiership game back in the Premiership to go. Long trip up to Scotland and to get beaten twenty-one nothing. It must be disheartening for the Jets. Yeah, I I think after that long hype train that we were kind of building, waiting for Coventry's return. Obviously, they they were banned from the the first week of the season due to due to that incident, and then um, with that second game being called off for weather conditions, and the, the, all the hype was building around Coventry Jets. We saw a few Insta posts come out, and uh, I was really getting into it, but. To, Obviously, uh, Sterling are a tough team, anyway to play to play at all. And as your first game of the season, coming in with a, an, you know, one loss in the bag just due to circumstance, I think having your first uh, Premier League game be against Sterling, who we know have got 
you know, a very big physical team, um, a tough team to to play for your first game of the season, sure, for sure. Yeah, and then we had four undefeated teams going into the weekend. Birmingham Lions trouncing Swansea 39-8, to and that Birmingham t- defence in particular is looking really nasty now. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think um, they're kind of in, for me, they're, I've got the sort of hot seat for a deep playoff run kind of just out of what I've seen so far in the season. And I think Birmingham is, is definitely up there with these these high-scoring matches with, where they're just obliterating people. Their defensive line is just amazing. Um, and, you know, they're, they're coming... I, th- I think I've got them in the hot seat for a deep playoff run. I, I can imagine them getting to the final this year. But um, on that note, Leeds-Beckett beating uh, Durham Saints in a very sort of Leeds Becker esque way. Like uh <laughs> I'm not I'm not being mean, I just mean No, you're absolutely right. Low fil- sorry, keep the clock running, keep it on the ground and then just sort of crush them on defence. Yeah. Thirteen twelve exactly. at home. I think Durham would have fancied themselves coming into this one and they would definitely circle the return trip as one they'll want to get revenge in. But that these two divisions, well between especially between Carnegie and the Saints, it looks like it may come down to the wire two very evenly matched teams so far mm. this season. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying. To, yeah, this is what I'm saying. I I, th- I can imagine Leeds Beckett getting to the final against Birmingham. I I would be. It would be interesting because they have shown the capability to grind it out, and as we've seen through them through the years, in their in the prem anyway, um, and win like the tough games, which is what obviously what their result was against Durham. But um, it's interesting to see how they would fare against some of the the South's teams like Birmingham and UWE, for example, like some of those high powered offenses. I'm not saying Durham isn't a high powered offense coming into the game. We were, we were talking about them last week, but I think with the talent on that UWE offense, it would be interesting to see that match up against that big physical defense that Leeds Beckett has. No, you're absolutely right. It's going to be looking forward to the playoffs, but let's not wish the season away though, Joe. It's great while it's here. But I like speculating, you know. You do like speculating. And there is going to be a more in-depth breakdown, as every week, by Matt Burns-Peak on our website, thedropback.com. That should be coming out. probably be out by the time this podcast comes out. Indeed. So make sure if you do want any more information on these games, do go check out those articles. They are fantastic. Fantismo. Fantismo, indeed. So moving (laughs) on to something that didn't start off so fantismo with the Cleveland Browns season. We were talking before earlier in the show about maybe the Dolphins making a late payoff, but jokingly. But the Browns might actually do it, you know. They're 10th in the seed, but they're one game back from the Steelers in 6th place, who were 6-5, and five, Browns are 5-6. and six. And if you look at the run in the Browns have, I think we mentioned this a few weeks ago about how mm. it is soft on the second half of the season. No, it's really soft. Like I've at, got the, the, yeah. at the Steelers versus the Bengals, at the Cardinals versus the Ravens, at the Bengals. Yeah. Realistically, they're... You, if you're the Browns, I mean, are you expecting them to go four and one in those games? Uh, yeah, this is what I, I would have predicted them to go at least four and one. I think they might squeeze out um, a, a win against the Ravens potentially, given their performance against them last last uh, time we played them. But um, and we do have a tendency to lose to the the Browns or the Bengals or just some stupid teams every year because we do. But I mean, against I, I favour them against the Steelers. We saw them beat the trash of Steelers the other week. Um, but now they're going to be doing that without Miles Garrett. But I just don't trust Mason Rudolph against that defense at all. Um, 
I favour them against the Bengals because they're the Bengals. They're terrible. <laughs> I favour them against the Bengals of both their games. So that's three out of five wins. They, they're probably, I, I kind of favour them. I favour that defence against the Cards. Uh, I'm, and I think the Cards defence is, is easy enough to score against. For That's the... why I think it's down to it. Is that two-week stretch? Yeah. That's a, they've given themselves a very good chance of going to the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. But... Kitchens, if they do make it to the playoffs? That's kind of like so two they make years it, of the so same they, so thing. They, so they, in the playoffs they squeak one out somehow and then they lose in the divisional round I can do you then happening. do you go into the season then with kitchen still in place um i i personally wouldn't i know that if we were somehow you know the the browns owner i would think you know it's just the talent we've got around this team someone's got to be and this is kind of what happened last year with freddie kitchens he was he was he brought the browns back after Hugh Jackson got kicked out of, out of town uh, to win the the latter half of their of their season but and um maybe that's just how he works you know maybe relying on he, it's soft and it was a softer schedule last year as well but yeah it was you're absolutely right but they've got Baker going back to what he did well at the end of last year more quick passes rather than because they don't have the O line to hold up on the deep passing game. They're riding Nick Chubb and going quick passes through the air rather than having Baker drop back and then have to run around a lot because he obviously can't sit in the pocket too long behind that line. Hmm. The the but, only sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say this the the thing that may cost the Brown in the end is there's still way too many penalties. You'd have yeah. thought after last week what happened with the ejections and the fights that maybe they'd have clamped down and been a bit more disciplined in practice this week. But again, just penalties all over Mate. the shop. Well, that starts with the coaching in the first place. You, that You can tell a team is well coached by how often they get penalised. How how often does, do the Patriots get penalised? Very little because they're well regimented. They've got great coaching. But Freddie Kitchens doesn't really hasn't really shown to have a c- control of this team. And I think even with a late playoff push, I don't think that's down to Freddie Kitchens as much as it is just the talent on this Browns roster. And the only thing I would say against this, like possibly going four or five or potentially them losing both to the Cards and the Ravens, is they don't have Miles Garrett anymore, who was ma- a massive help in the pass rushing this year. Um, Vernon... Olivier Vernon uh, may be out again when they're playing the Steelers, but I still favour them to beat the Steelers. Ogan Joby is coming back after that one week suspension. And uh, Joe Schobert and OBJ have had like uh, sort of like niggling groin injuries. Just so it's kind of like, you know, it's, uh, it's teetering. It could go either way. Yeah. You like know. you get a couple more injuries and then you're sort of floundering a little bit in the water. Yeah. I really I... thought you were going to turn that kitchen point into a massive round against the Patriots and penalties and how the refs were had, had the refs in their pocket rather than complimenting Bill Belichick. I uh... was really on, on the fence of which way you actually going to take that one. No, no, honestly. Yeah. But I mean, they did get some absolute terrible calls last last week against the Cowboys. So many tri- tripping calls that were just obviously people falling over in the ring. I can't remember the last time I saw a tripping penalty in the NFL, there genuinely. There were two. There were two <laughs> in that game. And it was obviously people falling over because it was wet. And it's just like, how are you calling these tripping? 
I don't understand. Like, I don't, like, are they fucking idiots? Like, are they morons? Some of the NFL officiating has just been terrible this year, let's be honest. It's yeah, just, it, it just... it's, and it's come back in the news. It sort of went out, people got used to it because, and then it went out of the news cycle a bit. And then there was that DeAndre Hopkins interception, um, not interception, PI against the Ravens oh my that God. last week. Yeah, and then terrible. and then the fumble recovery against the Colts this week on um, Thursday Night Football, where it just wasn't reviewed because there wasn't a clear... That yeah. should definitely have been yeah. reviewed. Just review it. Just and review that it. that sealed the game. It sealed the game for the, for the Texans. And it's just like, I don't understand how, yeah. how these things are getting overlooked. You have it, a, a, At least it wasn't an important match, I don't know, between two division leaders tied at the top oh, of the race near the playoff rush time. That really pissed me off as well. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get some of these decisions that are being made. And they're, they're things that are costing games. I mean, obviously, the, the Houston Ravens won. We, we kind of smashed them anyway. But there have been many times this season where, like, just terrible PI calls, no PI calls. Um, It's weird, like, you can't really win anything on a challenge. I think they've won one challenge this year. Kyle Shanahan might have won one. Of course it was Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, of course it was. But... um, yeah, it's just it's just been so strange. I don't I don't get what's going on, and we're just forced to accept it because it's just oh, that's how it is this year. We just have to put up with the bullshit again, and then they'll make another weird rule change next year, and we'll be stuck in the same mess. Do you think they will, or do you think they'll just go back and say, oh, it clearly doesn't work. We we'll just have to trust the refs. There's no overturning anyway. <sighs> they can't go back now. They can't go back that soon. It was implemented as a trial for a season. It's not actually a fixed rule now. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Cause Surely they, they're not going to do that. They're going to be like, mm, oh, no it, didn't, it didn't work. Funny that. Well, even if it worked once, someone you know threw a challenge against it, and it and it it was actually an egregious offence. And then at that point, you have to be like, well, it was worth it because it, you know. Unless they're just saving it for the playoffs to make a big call there and be like, yeah, it was worth it, but we're going to do it in games that matter. But then then again, that's like saying, oh, the regular season doesn't matter then. We're only going to make those big calls in the playoffs. Yeah, but you could imagine. Right. So let's take, for example, uh, you know, in the Ravens, like we we hold people on punts near the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you would just finish the game on an offensive penalty. If if that, if we won the Super Bowl on that, the NFL would make probably make a rule against that, and then it would yeah. just it would just if anything, just every every year there's a big rule change just based on something big that happens in the playoffs. Like mm. it seems to be like uh, the what's a catch was stemming from Des Bryant and um, the Pittsburgh. And like yeah, because there was that Calvin Johnson one that happened years prior, and it didn't mm. really gain that. You're right, it didn't really gain the traction until Des yeah, one. It doesn't matter until it's in the headlights, until it's in like a big playoff game. Or when there's the only Super one Bowl. game off, yeah, yeah, that's the only time people give a shit. Oh, it's a sad, sad world we live in, Joe, where you can't have the referees being perfect. Yeah, why? Why aren't they machines that just you know, just know everything, like a, a constantly learning AI? that just perfects the art craft of, like, that is clearly a catch. <laughs> it's like, well, why? I have learned through millions of specimens of catches that is totally a catch. Like, you wouldn't need any of this stupid bar talk where you're like, no, mate, he definitely had his fucking hand underneath and stuff. It's like, no. This, this, 
let's just speak to Mr. Yeah. Robot. He, he what knows. are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to contradict RoboRef? Not happening. No, he's 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 got a 99.999987% accuracy score. But what about that? I can't remember what number you said. Was it 0.0013 or something like that? That doesn't yeah, get it he right? Actually, he then actually what, what if that's that, it? What if that's in the Super Bowl? Yeah, but he, he thinks that was because he thought the, uh, the Saints-Rams game, that wasn't pass interference. Oh, he didn't. Uh, okay, fair uh, enough. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, actually, it, it, it's a pretty big one, actually. Yeah, well, it wasn't pass interference, was it? Apparently not. That's the thing. Would that then be reviewed? That's From what we've seen so far this season, would that actually get overturned? Could do. It could do. because. No, but I mean, like, look at the Hopkins one. That wasn't overturned. And that everyone is clearly in agreement that that was past no, interference. No, but would, he, would they still not overturn that one based no, on the evidence we've seen? The whole, like... The, the fact that they based it on that rule, they would definitely overturn it at that point because that is egregious. Like, you are literally tackling someone who doesn't have the ball before they get the ball. That is definitely pass interference, mate. Like, at that point. But then again, that, that Hopkins one, he, that was more... I guess it wasn't wasn't so clear of a I'm hitting you to stop you getting the ball before What about where the, um, that Cardinals linebacker got tackled by Kyle Juszczyk because he got in front of him and then it was called pass interference against the um, Cardinals linebacker. I can't remember what his name was. It was okay. last week. Mm. And then Kyle Juszczyk tackled him from behind and it was called pass interference still after review against that Cardinals linebacker because he happened to be in front of him. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous, Joe. Pass, uh, these whole pass interference calls have just been ridiculous this year. It's, it just annoys me. It annoys you. But, but that Patriots-Cowboys game it was ridiculous. That some of the calls were just stupid it was clearly people just you know if in a game with those conditions just let them freaking play man let the boys play let the boys play anyway moving on before we get sidetracked any further yeah, um, we're, we're, we're at the point now where it's pretty clear who the best teams are in the league you've got the three or four in the NFC you've got the Ravens currently leading the way by a reasonably wide margin in the AFC, not games one, just performance-wise. Yeah. Are there any teams you can see that are sort of flying under the radar that could make a push for the Super Bowl? Um, I wouldn't. I'm not going to say like a team that you know is is middle of the tier right now. I'm going to say a team that we haven't really given that much respect for, and I'll say the Vikings. I can't. I can't, can't. agree with you. Just, just even though they have been playing well, and that um, yeah. win against the Broncos. Tell you what, though, that win against the Broncos last week, it proved me wrong about the Vikings that they can't play from behind. Yeah, and, and Kirk partially, Cousins yes, looks genuinely pretty sick. Oh, but Joe, this is how you get disappointed by Kirk Cousins. Yeah, because then he'll go into the off season and immediately lose. And that was my one question on this sale thing: Can he win in the playoffs? We haven't seen it yet, but. Kirk Cousins has been playing out of his mind, especially since they called him out at the, the nearing the beginning of the season. Um, he's been playing to an almost like I don't want to say it, an MVP caliber level. Oh, you're not being serious, are you? Mm, well, he's been playing up there. I mean, like at one point we were talking about Deshaun Watson being an MVP candidate, then why why can't we genuinely talk about Kirk Cousins being an MVP? Because candidate? you look because you look at the stats, and yes, he's an MVP candidate. You look at the throws he's hitting, and it's Stefan Diggs running wide open down the middle of the field. He's made some absolute bombs to Stefan Diggs just over the shoulder, like pushing the boundaries of the football. He's he's not a bad thrower of the football, Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's not a bad thrower of the football. He's not an MVP. 
Yeah, but I'm not saying... He's made MVP-like throws. There are some throws in there this year that I've been, like, genuinely impressed and been like, well, <laughs> fuck you. No, I'm just saying, it's just the surprise that, you've, that you're speaking with that you're impressed by Kirk Cousins. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, That's what I was laughing at. But, so, and also, like, obviously, Dalvin Cook has been, like, statistically the best, the second best running back in the league behind Christian McCaffrey this year. Um and if he can keep his pace up and if they continue to, despite putting the run first, be, have some success through the air, mm. um, they're going to make the playoffs at this point. They are like, going to make the playoffs. I can, they, they're likely to actually, at the moment, the way they're playing, beat, beat out Green Bay in that division, I could imagine. Um, I mean, we're talking about Green Bay as if they can win a Super Bowl like for the last few weeks. And look how they performed recently. Yeah, that's true. So why can't the Vikings win a bloody Super Bowl? I don't understand. No, that's a fair point. Maybe they yeah. can. Maybe they can. I just don't trust him. I yeah, don't. No, no. I, I completely just, understand. It just that. feels weird to say. Yeah, it, I, I don't. I want to see how he does in that first playoff game, but I, I can imagine them like, you know, getting into a bit of a run when it comes to playoff time. I can imagine them at least getting to a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Especially in the NFC, it's quite unpredictable. Like. I everyone would have taken the 49ers to beat the Seahawks and they didn't. You they know. should have done if they if they could kick. But I suppose they can't kick and that's part of the game, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, Russell Wilson is good at winning close games. Russell Wilson though. They were the Seahawks speaking of those were one of the teams I had pinned as a dark horse. Yeah, I don't yeah, know same. if they I don't know if they can really count, but I suppose if we yeah. go to the Vikings then the Seahawks are a similar level. Yeah, no, but I. This wasn't as much like for me. I wasn't seeing this as much as you know, like a six and um, six and six team or like a you know. You'll pick what someone that people weren't really pushing as part of that Super Bowl conversation. No, no one thinks the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl, but like no, no one's going to put a bet on that. But yeah. I think they have a genuine chance. You know, they've got a great defense still um, at times. Yeah, intermittent, but they've got definitely defense, a great pass defense, rush. Defense, running game, and improved quarterback. That's exactly what yeah. I've gone for with one of my dark horses. Go on. You're gonna hate this because they've had a very easy schedule, and that's gonna that's what people are gonna be pointing at. But they're eight and three. You saying the is it the Bills? It's the Bills. Yeah. Uh, you've kind of gone for the same thing here, you know. Like yeah, have, a, a I team. feel they're, they're going to need to win a tight scoring game. I can't see them winning a shootout if they well, get to that. Well, we're going to beat them. You're going to beat them? Yeah, of course we're going to beat them. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But, yeah. I mean, if we're just going to go with the favourites, then you'd say the Ravens are going to beat everyone in the AFC. This team that probably aren't expected to. But say yeah, the Ravens... True. I don't know, who, who else is in that playoff picture in the AFC? Ravens, Patriots. So they're going to have to beat at least one of them. See, I feel... That's in the thing. playoffs. I can see them beating the Patriots. You they can almost see beat the them Patriots. beating the Patriots. I can see it. I'm not saying in they would. The I'm not saying I'd pick them. They almost Probably beat the Patriots early Fox in the season before Josh, before Josh Allen got concussed. Yeah. And the Patriots are worse. In the Patriots are, they're playing in Foxborough. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. They've got a good running game. They've got a good defence. Yeah. They do have a good defense. I'll, I'll give you that. Their defense is legit, but I don't trust Josh Allen. Like I actually think their receivers are very good as well. John Brown has really been good this year. Josh Allen has been on form. He's been one deception in six games. Yeah, but his schedule has been piss slow. 
his schedule is an absolute joke. Of course, you're he's... an absolute joke. No, I mean, yeah, I am. My no, no, you're joke. right though. That, and I did preface that by saying that they have had an easy schedule, and that's what's. Yeah, but you but... can't give all this like he's thrown one interception in. Well, I in think s- he... we four games when he's. What are you what saying? No one. Where is that? Four games. To Sean, to Sean um, Watson throws interceptions against NAF teams. Yeah, because he's got a NAFO line. So he still throws them, doesn't he? Well, he's got a very intermittent O-line. He's got a very good one side of the O-line. He's got a very good one player on the O-line. Yeah. (laughs) And they gave away everything. Yeah, maybe worth it. Yeah. So last six games for Josh Allen that he's for the picks. Okay. So, fair enough. Miami, (laughs) Miami, (laughs) Philadelphia... Washington, Cleveland, Miami, and Denver. All right. Yeah. So, so the only ones I can imagine throwing picks to is the Browns. No. Do they have the Browns? No. They played the Browns. They didn't throw. Yeah, a pick yeah, against yeah. The Browns. I know, I know, I know. I was saying like you could justifiably throw a pick to the Browns. Yeah. Because their defense is good, and you could Denver's justifiably throw. Right. A, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That Denver was that well. was the one that they that was the one he threw a pick for against. Yeah. Yeah, because their secondary is amazing still, and their pass rush is good. It's just meh. Their linebackers are meh, and their whole offense is just meh. That's really great descriptive jo- words from Joe Costanzo there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm a wordsmith, mate. A natural poet. Just trying to be something you're not, Joe. Which is what several quarterbacks are trying to do at the moment as well, trying to start games in the NFL. Your transitions are getting so weird. Yeah, I've been yeah, working on it. Yeah, I could tell. You've been saying them in the mirror and stuff, haven't you? <laughs> You've been like, I, I need, need to slip this in before. Just so I, can... I actually just thought of that one off the top of my head. So in the words of oh, the great Joe Costanzo, near. Near. I love it. All right. Yeah, so QB's paying for starting jobs. Yeah. Do you want to start? Do you want to? I mean, there's a really All obvious right, so, one. Go on, who's a really obvious one? I mean, it's got to be Mitch Trubisky, right? I thought he'd already lost it. Mm, but, I mean... The Mitch Trubisky one is if the GM is willing to admit he made a mistake. Because it's clear to everyone watching that he's not the answer. I think it is. But, I mean, it depends. Because Matt Nagy has just, like... He's shown that this year he's had an inability to build an offense around Mitch Trubisky's skills and use Mitch Trubisky how he should be used. And I think even though they did win last week, quite assuredly, if you look at last year, Trubisky was the third best in QBR. People were saying, oh, get Mitch Trubisky as your fantasy QB this year. He's the third best in the league at QBR. Blah, blah, blah. 2019, he's 31st. He's also 34th in passing yards per attempt or game yeah. and 33rd in the other one yeah, it's 32 it's starting yards, quarterback is it yards per attempt and um, yards per yards game per as well game. Yeah. yeah 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 and um, let's, let's just a little th- throw in here a team that has dedicated to building an offense around the player Lamar Jackson who is currently the top in QBR this year and um, Matt Nagy showed last year that he what he built an offense towards Mitch Trubisky's skills, who wasn't amazing, but like good, serviceable, good enough that their defense could, you know, put them in good positions, which is all you need to do. Like that's all the Patriots are doing this year. Do you year. think partially it's his confidence is shot? 
Because I, there were, because you're right, last year there were spots where he does look like a franchise quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Is it over for him? I just, I think when you watch Mitch Trubisky play, I don't, and it, like whether or not what we say about Matt Nagy's play calling is, is fair enough. And I, I think Matt Nagy does have get, have to get some of the blame here, but I can't imagine a scenario where Mitch Trubisky is in, is in Chicago next year. Like, the scenario is that Ryan Pace doesn't admit that he made a mistake and is like, no, I picked him for the franchise quarterback. It was, is this year three for him? This is year three for him. Up He's to the second overall pick for him. I love that they were worried that someone was going to come because they were only third to start. I know. They traded up. They gave San Francisco a free pick because they were so scared someone was going to take their Mitch. And like, yeah, Mitch. You you miss you whiffed on Deshaun Watson, you whiffed on Pat Mahomes. There's no way he's ever going to be as good as those players. And what we've seen is Mitch Trubisky rolls out, panics, tries to throw it to his check down and fails. I mean, um, to be fair about the Pat Mahomes one, no one was that high on Pat Mahomes coming into the draft process. Yeah. I think Deshaun Watson's the one you can say you whiffed up. Andy Reid was pretty high on him. Yeah, and were you high on him, Joe? I f- thought he was going to be terrible. We all thought he was going to be terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's the that's the point of that one. Yeah, we were watching Deshaun that Watson, though, that won a national championship. Yeah, I, I thought think Deshaun that's the one you can say you whiffed on. Everyone right. knew Deshaun Watson would be good, though. I know it's ridiculous. Um, Mason Rudolph, uh, yeah. he's he's good. He's lost his job, right? I feel well, Mason that's, Rudolph. That's he, not even up for question, surely. Yeah, he's already lost his job to a man named Duck. But Mason <laughs> Rudolph, in ten years, he's going to be the trivia question. He's what he'll be known for is being hit in the head by a helmet rather than being a QB in the NFL. Yeah, that's. I don't know if in ten years we'll be doing trivia anymore, Slu. But um, what? No one's going to do trivia in ten years. No, I don't think. I think we will evolve past that point. We're going to be bigger creatures, you know. Can we sandwich bet on that? That in 10 years, no. trivia won't be a thing. Fine, let's do a sandwich bet. I'll do it. All right. Okay. Um, no, but Mason Rudolph, he's going to be more remembered as that guy that got hit on the head by a helmet. Yeah, because he got hit on the head by a helmet and he might have called him a racial slur, but apparently not. Apparently not. No, he's lost his job. I feel all of these, at Kyle Allen has probably lost his job as well. He's yeah. thrown nine picks in the last four weeks. Yeah, but also they, they've it's quite clear that the Panthers are just putting everything through Christian McCaffrey. Like Yeah. Which means it should Which means you everywhere. should be throwing you should be throwing less picks then. That should open the rest of the field up. No, because pit teams know he's just forcing it into McCaffrey every time. They'll be throwing picks out all over the shop. Do you know the one who has surprised me is I I think the Brissett's a little bit on the fence. It could go either way. It depends how they finish the season with him. Because yeah. he's very much, he is a game manager. He's not He's not good enough that he will drag a lower quality of team or players not performing. Jacoby Brissett we're talking about. Yeah, Jacoby I, Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett has, has, is a very good QB. I, I think you? he's genuinely good enough to be a franchise QB in the league. Like, Wow. Uh, no, because I, I think with... Brissett, you, you it is a game manager style, yeah, but you have to. You, I would have faith in Brissett in most situations in the fourth quarter to at least a try to, or like at least you know. I well, you'd hope that it all try. <laughs> yeah, I know that was a stupid comment, but at least you know, put an effort in and like give us a chance at winning the game. And I, I couldn't say that for 
obviously Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him on the same list to, to be honest. No, I don't think he's on the same list. I, that was why I said he was on the fence. It could go. Either. I think it depends on how they finish the season. Yeah, but I don't think the Colts and I don't think the Bears are going to have a good enough pick unless that's, they trade up. That's another good point. To, to um, the one the one player who I think has earned a job this has been Brian Tannehill. Hmm. Okay. Brad Tannehill is playing really well. Yeah, he is. He is playing well, to be fair. He's, he's uh, playing out of his mind, considering he's playing for the Titans and who have been tremendously... For the Titans. Who, so but, but the thing is, the Titans have got genuinely good talent around them. And it's just under Mariota, they, they've just been terrible, yeah, to he's be four and one. He's 4-1 and one as a starter since he's come in. 10 yeah. interceptions, four, 10 touchdowns four interceptions, 72% completion rate, and he is a threat on the ground like Mariota was. He does fumble it, though. He fumbles does... a lot. I don't I don't have the exact stat on his fumbles, but he, he he's, like, notorious for fumbling it. And, it's and five. I... It's five in five, five games. Five in five games. That is not good. It's not good. You're no. absolutely right there. That's, that's terrible. Like, and the thing is, um, I don't know how many of them were lost, but um, I think... The thing, like any any, if you're a quarterback, turnovers aren't just interceptions; it's fumbling as well. You know, mm. so I I don't know. Like I think he's he's very say, good. In the, in the five games he's played as well, it hasn't been any overly easy games. They mm. beat the Chargers, they beat Tampa Bay, they lost to Carolina, they beat Kansas, and then they beat Jacksonville handily. Yeah, that's true. That's not true. bad, and there's a pretty decent chance that the Titans are probably going to be in the playoffs next year I think the thing is for a lot of these quarterbacks on the edge Cal Allen Brandon Allen Ryan Finley Jeff Driscoll who are all basically the same player yeah pretty much but then you look at the QB class coming out in 2020 and that's why I think a lot of these on the fence maybe ones probably will go with a no yeah but I I don't know I, I can imagine you know Maybe with Mitch, going back to Mitch Trubisky for a sec, mm. maybe if they took, um, it's going to sound weird, but if they took a tour or traded down and then took two or maybe early in the second, late in the first, then stick with Mitch Trubisky for his last year of his contract and then... And what, don't pick up his fifth year option? Yeah. And uh, and then wait for two. Yeah, that's not a bad shout actually, and then to be fair. You could basically play the system you played with Tua under Mitch Trubisky and see how he performs. And then the worst case scenario, Mitch Trubisky plays well. But Mitch Trubisky plays well, you sign his five year his fifth year option, then you trade him. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't we don't know how how um Um Joe is gonna be out. Yeah. How are the Bears going to trade down? Oh they don't have any first round picks, do they? No. Oh. oh well they might get him in the second. Does he? I don't think he lasts no, that long. I don't think either. Some, there's no think way he lasts past the, the Patriots. Well, not even that. But there's someone will drop, will trade back up if he's still there in the twenties. Yeah, but I don't know. Like you've obviously, so Burroughs would be gone first, and then um, I think he he probably falls just behind Jalen Hurts. I'm going to say. Well, so you think Jalen Hurts lands in the first? Yeah, I think Jalen Hurts lands in the end of the first. There's a lot of sort of... I think it will go in like the good late, late 20s sort of thing. 
Also, except Tua, it seems all the big name quarterbacks who are out this draft all begin with J. Yeah, that is true. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, Jacob Eason, Jordan Love. That is very weird. That's that's very strange. That's, a, that's an interesting thing you picked up on there, Slew. Is that, is that, just because I've got them all written that. down in front of me. Yeah. Oh, we, I wasn't even intending to talk about Oh, I guess, yeah, we're talking about that. But. And I think Joe Burrow is going to go number one overall, isn't he, realistically? Yeah. Definitely. Or if he doesn't, he's not going to make it out. Someone's going to trade up to a second if he doesn't. Yeah, and then Justin, Justin Herbert, Herbert, Jacob Eason. Those two are the ones that have got this all big arm talent, but could fall either way. Did you watch um, Justin Herbert this week? No. Where he threw his two picks against Arizona State? No, were they bad? Well, go back and watch Justin Herbert's game tape, not just for this week. I don't get what all the hype is about. It's a bit like he's Dwayne got a big Haskins arm. All game. of it. No, it's not. It's, he's not that I don't, he doesn't make anywhere near as, as many impressive throws a lot of his throws are sort of just swing passes that, that and then screens it's a lot of that bubble screens that sort of thing mm, that's weird is he is like I mean Justin Herbert he can throw the ball absolutely it's just how I don't get the hype there's a lot of hype coming out especially last year as well there's been all these eyes on him this year and he just I don't watch him and think, wow. It's the same. You, I think you'd be getting a very similar player to Mitch Trubisky, to be honest, if you if you took Justin Herbert. Um, I, don't, I don't want to shoot the gun on like players' careers, especially way before the draft like this, but before I've had time to properly analyse everything. Yeah, but, there's plenty of time to shoot them down. No, but like I, I think every year teams get so funny about they have to take a quarterback and they, they just don't think about the talent that's there, you know. Why wouldn't you take a Jalen Hurts and build an offense around him like you people? people that's what you've have. got to do. I think that's the kind of thing that's going to start to happen yeah. with the with the success that Lamar Jackson's had. There are going to be more people picking these athletic ones, and instead of trying to force them into being a pocket passer, exactly, or a few plays designed to highlight their wheels or something like that, build an offense around it. But do you think? That's do you what, think those kind of quarterbacks are going to become? You know, no, like, I don't. No, not because of that, but I don't think there is another Lamar Jackson. No, 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 no. I, I, I completely agree with you. Like, there's. No I think one... it's easy to say, oh, you could pick a mobile quarterback until, and then just build a really fun offense and do that. But Lamar Jackson is quicker than everyone else on the field mm, yeah, when he yeah. steps on. No, exactly. But, and um, he can sling it. It's. Well, he's not as quick as Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown no. is genuinely quicker than him. Is like, he actually? Yeah, no, they, they've had foot races and shit. Um, and he's just a little bit quicker than him, but he is. Yeah. Okay, but so he's quicker mad? than basically everyone on the field, bar Hollywood Brown. And Hollywood Brown is a five foot eight, like, proper sprinter. And yeah. Lamar Jackson is this, like, six foot three lanky... Well, he's actually quite... He's, he's obviously put on a lot of muscle this year, but, you know, it's just pretty mad. Um, but... You know what, though? Let's get into that. Yeah, because 49ers at Ravens. Because we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson. We may as well talk about him in, in the context of the next game. Yeah. 49ers coming off a really impressive win against the Packers. Oh, my God. And the Ravens at the time of recording haven't yet played. We do record this before the Monday night games. That's really unfortunate because I'm, I'm well, we're both staying up for the game anyway. Of course, um, we are true fans. True fans. But, you know, I think. I mean, the 49ers defensive line had a 
freaking amazing performance and like it's almost a tale of two green bays imagine like you know green bay against the raiders where they don't have any sort of pressure and aaron Rodgers can just shine and then mm. green bay against the 49ers and they're getting they're getting to him all the time at one point i saw he was getting sacked and then another i can't remember the defensive lineman or no 54 oh god fred wagner yeah just he's dove, so good dove across above an offensive lineman and just basically show like like a torpedo like you know six feet across and just sh- shoulder rammed him and i was just like oh my god he's getting beaten up out there like genuinely this this defensive line is, is very is scary to me especially with our sort of success in the run the this our run offense style um i think it matches up quite well against our our scheme but I also think there's no real way to predict what's going to happen. Um, it's a but very unfortunately, tough game Joe, that is something you are going to have to do. So well, predict what's going to happen. What I think will happen is that Jimmy G is going to have a few turnovers um, because our, our defense has genuinely been pretty great this year, uh, especially getting forcing the ball out and getting turnovers. Um, and... I think that's going to lead to short field positions where um, we can run some of our schemes, our red zone concepts that are really effective at getting into the end zone. That's why Lamar Jackson's had such great stats wise, just been so amazing this year um, because we're really good at finishing off in the end zone, you know? And Mm. I think that's going to lead the Ravens to, to edge it. Um, also, that's I, the safest way to pick it as well. You don't have to say the Niners aren't as good as the Ravens. You can say no. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw interceptions. I, I mean, I, I do think he's going to throw interceptions. I, I think the the Niners' defense are going to be a genuinely like we're we're not going to have as much. We're not going to be as explosive this this week as we have seen. I don't think we're going to see Lamar Jackson spin everyone out. But then again, I can't predict who is going to look stupid in f- trying to tackle Lamar Jackson next. Like. It happens every week. Like someone, grown men who professionally hired hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to, and millions of dollars a year to tackle people can't tackle this man. He's just a bendy boy. I can't, it doesn't make any sense. So that's why I'm going to take the Ravens. Thank you very much. Also, I Mark think Andrews I'm does bits. Mark Andrews does do bits, but so does um, Kittle. Ooh, yeah, Kittle does. But, Kittle does. I think as it's in Baltimore, I may have to agree with you. Yeah, that's the other element. Brandon Williams is fit again, isn't he? Who, sorry? Um, Brandon Williams. Is he, your nose oh, Brandon Williams. Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he's coming back. Uh, did, was he there last week? Or no, he, he came back. I see he played against the Texans. I don't know if he played. Yeah. Well, it, actually, no, he wouldn't have played last week because that's tonight. So Yeah, so that was it was against the Texans. So, yeah, so he is back. That And the Niners run game hasn't been quite as explosive as it has been in the past. Yeah. Yeah, they're still going to put up points. I reckon it'll be something like 34-30 or something like that. 34-30? Or maybe not, because they both like to run it. It goes quite quick. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine it being like 24... 24-17 uh, or 24-21. You reckon you hold them to that few points? Yeah, I do, because I, I, I trust our Brandon Williams against... Um, their interior interior offensive line he is a wrecking ball um i trust us to get after jimmy g and also 
Because the offensive line for the 49ers has actually been a bit of a concern in recent weeks. They seem to be giving away a lot of sacks, especially against um, the Seahawks the other week. It's if you time a blitz right when they're in a play-action rollout, it mm. does leave them exposed. So if you can time that play call when we, we have it. a lot of blitz packages where we've got like cornerbacks or nickel nickel corners coming over and like cleaning up and Marlon Humphreys had a few sacks this year off of that so I can imagine situations like that you know just just disguising packages to confuse the 49ers and force turnovers I think we're going to be we're just going to force turnovers this game okay and so the next game is something I imagine you'll also be keeping a very close eye on the Patriots travel to Houston Yes. And if you manage to beat the Niners and the Patriots fall to the Texans, that puts you in the number one seed for the AFC. Provided we win this week. Provided. Tonight. That's a good point, yeah. I keep yep. forgetting you haven't played this week yet. Yeah, I know. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? Um, but I I am going to be paying a very close attention to this. I, I stayed up watching the Pats game yesterday. Um, didn't quite make it through the Green Bay game, but, you know, this, just, I'm only human, guys. Come on. Um, he is only human. Remember I, um, that. I'm only human. I'm also British, which is annoying. I'm British. I'm all British. My time zones don't work. Um, <laughs> but I've got the Pats, surprisingly, beating the Texans. I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, I just don't trust that Texan. I think the Pats' offense is going to do okay in the running game against the Texans' defense. That's the way they've they've shown some issues as of late. Uh signing away their, their best run defense defender. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, and I think the Texans offense um, relies a lot on like that high flying pass. You know, they, they, the flashy plays, and I don't think they're going to get many of them against this Pat's defense. That's been amazingly stout. And Stefan Gilmore's pick he had last week. That was crazy. Just, um, been playing his absolute heart out. Um, that that whole defense has just been amazing against you know passing. So I I can't imagine the Texans coming out of. Um, no, I absolutely agree with you. This, I've gone with the Patriots as well. Yeah. Stefan Gilmore just held Amari Cooper without a catch. If he can do a similar job against DeAndre Hopkins, and then they can bracket Will Fuller on the other side, there's no way that Patriots D line doesn't get after. Um, to Sean Watson consistently. Yeah. And what, are you going to trust Carlos Hyde to rack up 150 yards against the Patriots in order to keep the game low-scoring and tight? No, no, I, I, I completely agree. Um, uh, but that is kind of what they have to do. Like, if the Texans want to win this game, they're going to have to rely on, on running the ball. That That's apparent. And I don't know why the Cowboys didn't run the ball as much. There were a few times last week against the Patriots that the Cowboys were just throwing the ball on situations where they could run it, and they the the, the Patriots had been showing some susceptibility to to some runs, and you know you know it was it was terrible weather conditions. You can't really burst away a an eighty yarder as as easily, but um, you know like a good seven to ten yard gains at, at times, and it's just like. If, if a team the, commits to running the Texans, it, the Texans have proven to be even more susceptible to the yeah. Sorry, the te- to the run. They just got blown up for 130 odd yards by yeah. Jonathan Williams and the Colts. Yeah, Sony Michelle is probably going to go off in this one. Yeah, no, I I would definitely pick him up if he's not on your fantasy team. Um, There's no way that Sony Michelle is not in any leagues right now. 
in know. week 13? Surely not. You know, there are some idiots out there, Slew. You need eight people. idiots. Mm, you know, that's that's pretty much what our fantasy league is. Eight idiots. There's ten of us. Yeah. Yeah, oh. exactly. But there's eight of them are idiots, and then there's me and Matt. That's so rude. <laughs> Get wrecked. Scrub. <laughs> that's unbelievably rude. Yeah, well, no, but I think the, a lot been made made of the Patriots' offense struggles, but they don't need to pull out that much to beat the Texans. It's going to be Patriots on this one. I, like, do you ever trust the Texans to win big games? You hate the Texans. I do hate the Texans because I don't oh. think they're built to win. Oh, I, I mean, I know Kev doesn't listen to this, but if he was listening to you right now, he'd, he'd be just raging. Well, screw well, you, Kev. You're wrong. You. I also agree with you, but the thing is. I don't know, the Texans have... How got... can you have the same issues for three years and not fix... Yeah, because you've got Bill O'Brien as your head coach. For the head coach for this game? Yeah, I know. And that's why well, I that's... picked the Pats. I'm not disagreeing Excellent. with you. You just pointed out my... Um, hatred. The... Yeah. It's more frustration than hatred because I, you just worry about the Sean Watson. It's just not even the, oh, he's not going to get... Not even that he's going to get Andrew Lucked or anything like that. Well, I the hope that O'Brien gets sacked soon. Like, hopefully he will. But you just feel bad that someone that's that talented is going to get hamstrung and have to carry a shoddy rest of the team. Yeah, but he, he inevitably is going to have to do that for his whole career. But, mm. you know, um, Russell Wilson's been doing it this year, so why not? Why not? And speaking of, Russell Wilson against the Vikings. Nice. Have you did you um segue that on purpose just so you can prove you can do it too? No, I didn't. With I just realised I mentioned Russell Wilson, looked at my notes and saw Seahawks and was like, "Wow, I've mastered it." The art. Maybe I should host the next one. Boom. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the Vikings at the Seahawks. Who you got, Slew? I still don't know. I think the Seahawks. You still don't know. I think I think the Seahawks. Partially because we're not hundred percent sure that Adam Thielen is going to be back. Yeah. And this, I like this. The, I don't know because this Vikings offense has been really good again. I just the thing is the Vikings front seven has been incredible, but mm. Xavier Rhodes isn't the player he was a year or two ago. No, uh, but he's also being asked to do a lot more. Yeah, well, if he's being, or if he's still not performing as well as he could do, it doesn't matter how much he's being asked to do. Yeah, but you know, like corners when they they have that one good year where they they or a few good year stint where they come across with a bunch of picks, a bit like um, God, who plays for the Chargers? I've forgotten his name now. Casey Hayward, yeah, like he he just had a few years where he got loads of picks, and mm. it wasn't necessarily because he was like obviously. Um, it's it's different kind of play style. Um, Xavier, no, sorry, God, Xavier Rhodes, like, is a lot more physical, but there there are just some years where corners doesn't can go right. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Just like get lucky and just come up with a few picks that you know they wouldn't normally get. Wouldn't norm like deflection stuff like that. I wasn't even talking from picks point of view. I'm just saying he seems to be getting beaten more than he has done in the yeah. past. Yeah, and um, there's there's been a, a few more penalties on him as well, like silly like holding and definite defensive, like not even uh, like a trendish a trendish. Uh, what, what am I trying to say? To try that egregious, again. Egregious, egregious um, <laughs> pass interference calls. 
but I think yeah, the like like you said, Xavier Rhodes has has been meh, but I think the rest of this Vikings defense has is is been amazing. Um, I am going with the Vikings because you're not you're sitting on the fence. And you no, I'm you, going with the Seahawks. You are going with the Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks. You were kind of making it. You were started off saying you were going for the Seahawks, and then started listing off all the great things about the Vikings. I so know I've got it was, no it's tough, and then I sort of tore myself out of it, and then I was like, I've... "Yeah, but but the thing is, right? The Vikings. Yeah. I think the Seahawks have shown a susceptibility to um, in the games they've lost. They've lost against teams with a strong running attack, and." Obviously, I'm not saying like the 49ers don't have a strong running attack or anything, but the uh, Vikings have had one of the best rushing attacks in the league. Mm. Uh, Dalvin Cook's been playing amazing. I think Kirk Cousins, like we said, has the ability now, and he's been playing in in that sort of uh, mode at the moment, at least up until the like gearing in toward the playoffs, where he I do trust Kirk Cousins to kind of go toe to toe. But then again, wow. Joe, that's how you get disappointed by people, by trusting <laughs> Kirk Cousins. I trust too much, you know. I'm too trusting. That's what? the problem in my life. But I do, on the other hand, you know, Russell Wilson's Russell Bloody Wilson. Is, he's been playing his absolute heart out this year. The defense is starting to 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 make shape on, on that Seahawks and they're starting to build up for like a December push. So um I think I'm going to still go with the Vikings. It's a close one. You almost talked your way out of that at the end. Yeah, I know. These are three <laughs> close games, actually. They these are. are. These are really good games to, to, to look at next week. I mean, next week's games are pretty stacked, to be fair. Um, usually we have to mention like a silly you know, Colts-Texans game or something. Yep. Mm, it's a division one. Not as much. Yeah. But I don't think this one actually does have much playoff implications. It's more of a... No, no, I think every team in this in this makes the playoffs, to be honest. Yeah. So I but it's a good point. Like, you know, I, I can't imagine I, I wanna see how the Ravens fare against the 49ers for if that goes to the Super Bowl. I wanna see how the Pats fare against the Texans for, you know, just to see how Tom Brady Tom Brady is gonna perform, um, if he can get things going and you know, whether whether how good Deshaun Watson is against a really good defense and I want to see Kirk Cousins at the level he's playing right now uh, play against a Seahawks defense that is starting to gather some steam as they get further on into the season Jadavon Clowney's coming out of his shell uh, Shaquem Griffin blah, like Shaq big man Shaq got his first big play in the league just that uh, fumble and I think I can't, can't remember if he recovered it or not but um, yeah for a touchdown so I think these are amazing games. I'm so looking forward to next week. And I'll be on a date while I'm doing it. Cabin. <laughs> Wait, so which are you actually looking forward to? You're just looking forward to next week being here then? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to... We all wish Joe well on his weekend of great games and dating. <laughs> dating which while brings watching us... great games. Exactly, which brings us to the end of our show today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you do check out the articles we post on our website, thedropback.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at The Dropback. Facebook at The Dropback UK. I've been Sam. I've been Joe. 
And until next time, Peace. goodbye. <laughs>